Greetings, Quester. The Meddlesome Meeples present Tome Talk with Matt and Richard. Welcome to Tome Talk, and this week Matt is going to talk about one of the City Watch books from Terry Pratchett, Guards Guards. That's right. Now, this is the first in the City Watch uh, series. There's a, a set of eight books in this uh, set, isn't there? Starting, I've never counted them, actually. Starting yeah. with uh, Guards Guards and ending with Snuff. Yes. And mm. uh, this one was actually, the first book was released in 1989. Now, it's the first w- book of the gar- of the City Watch books. Which used to be a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> Hence this handy-sized omnibus. So now it's a um, octilogy or something. But it's not the first book of the Discworld series. Yeah. Is it? Which one is it? That the fifth or sixth or what? Oh. I think it's some something like the eighth, seven, eighth, something like oh, that. I'm not yeah. sure exactly. Mort was the fourth, and then sorcery. With then it was witches abroad. So yeah. And yeah. But you don't need to have been. Um, Familiar with any of the other yeah, Discworld books? They don't to get exactly to this. follow one, do they? No, they're <laughs> not. As long as, as long as you follow the Watch books in in order, and this is the first one, then that's mm-hmm. that's fine. Now, I would say actually this is quite different from, or the in the the City Watch books as a set are quite different from the other Discworld books. Yes, they are because mm. they have a lot more plot structure. Mm. than the other Discworld novels because they, especially the early ones are quite crazy and they're all over the place aren't they? I mean yeah, they're the, good The early ones are more adventures aren't they? Mm. I mean it's it's like it's like uh, that the normal the, the ones before were like Star Trek original series yeah. <laughs> and the City Watch is like DS9 yeah. so all in one place and you can actually get to know the characters, follow it yeah. mm. that's how I see it anyway That's a fairly good analogy, I mean Pretty nerdy, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're not familiar with the Discworld books, they are in a fantasy setting, but they're not traditional fantasy books because they are more comic in nature. It's like they're a parody. Very much a, yeah. Um, I mean, the Terry Pratchett said with regards to the uh, City Watch books and Guards Guards that his idea for this was based on the on the fact that in normal fantasy books, you, the hero or one of the other characters basically goes into a city. And you have these uh, guards that are basically just there to be cut down by, mm. you know... They're just popping up the door frame until <laughs> yeah. it's time for them to get cut down. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that, and this was meant to be uh, looking at those guys that we usually see get cut down or as a backdrop to the story. This is their story. <laughs> no one ever thinks about the henchmen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, so it's kind of like a procedural uh, story set in a fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because in the first book, the Watch has only got the four mem- four members. Mm-hmm. Three at the start because you've got the uh, one of them has just died, and um, p- part of the story of Guards Guards is that the new member goes in, brings them back up to the strength of four, and changes the Watch around them. So the new one is Carrot, isn't it? New one's yeah, C- Corporal Carrot. This uh, is the Carrot. first time I've had any Lance crossover. Corporal Carrot. Yeah. Now I already have, I have read this book as well, but a very long time ago. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but this is strange because it's the first time in Tone Talk that we've, it's one that we've both read. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's quite possibly so. Yeah. And uh, but in this you've got uh, Captain. I mean, obviously we don't want to go into spoilers, but you've got Captain Vimes, who mm-hmm. is quite like the cynical cop, uh, still quite sharp, but he's he's been in the watch 
from being a young lad mm-hmm. and he's seen the watch basically dismantled around him seen the right. uh, the guilds of you know like the, the thieves guild uh, etc the assassins guild mm. come up and that's basically made him feel what's the point of us mm. because they've the way that um, the patrician of the city lord veterinary has kept the guilds has kept crime and other things in line yeah. is by scaling back the guards and giving um, like authority to the various like the thieves and the things. Yeah. yeah. So they police themselves. They basically. police themselves, yeah. but they maintain like a quota, and yeah. basically any unlicensed, unlicensed thieving, is dealt with fairly brutally by the thieves guild, mm. which helps maintain that quota. So there's less need, in theory, for the guards. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's seen all that, and he's become quite cynical. Um, quite drunk. quite dr- a drunkard <laughs> a lot of the time but he's still quite sharp in and of himself when he's sober yeah. the bit I remember most about it is the clutchy and coffee because it has to bring him back to sobriety it goes but... the other way doesn't it <laughs> yeah. it's like you become too sober <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a good bit um, so he's one of the four main characters then you've got um, Sergeant Colon who is quite a fat, lazy, incompetent so-and-so, is described as in the in the book. He's a classic sergeant in TV. Yeah. Not, not, that, not, that, the... not that they're fat and lazy. It's that the, um, he yeah, feels that he's very important, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. So he has a lot of... Un, he's got of confidence, but it's not very well-founded. <laughs> so. It's kind of funny, because mm. I, mean, I read a lot of historical fiction, and in a lot of them, the sergeants are absolutely brilliant and they the officers wouldn't get by without the sergeants so Mm -hmm. for example sharp is a good example of that yeah um but in this it's it's very much the other (laughs) extreme of sergeants where actually the watch would probably function a lot better if it wasn't for sergeant colon Mm. and then you've got corporal nobby knobs haven't you who is just an absolute crooked little thief yeah well they Um, need someone for colon to be the sergeant of don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and then of course you've got Carrot coming in who's uh, he's honest, he's idealistic he is, by the time he starts he's reading the uh, laws and ordinances of Ankh-Morpork Pork and mm. following them to the letter. Yeah he's going by the book isn't he? Yeah, yeah um, but he's got such a nice way about him with people that somehow it works. Yeah. Uh, one quote that I read about him was quite interesting because it talked about how his policing style is quite reminiscent of like the traditional idealised portrayals of like the British Bobby. Right, yeah, he's a Bobby. You know, sort of the friendly guy walking mm. down the street saying hello to people who knows mm-hmm. everybody in the neighbourhood, that sort of... Yeah, because he does learn everybody's names, doesn't yeah. he? Like, pretty much in the whole city. <laughs> That's one of the things that um, quite early on, I think, it mentions that Vimes says, you know, I've lived here all my life, you've been here five minutes and everybody knows who you are. Sort of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a really interesting um, story here as well. Now, it, the story itself is very much a fantasy-based story, in the sense that there's a dragon. It's more fantasy than most of the City Watch books, isn't it? It, it kind is. of kicks off with a more fantasy version. And yeah. then uh, in later books, it goes more to... Um, it's more about the people. Yeah. It's always the A people. more out-and-out, straightforward crime, crime story. Crime story yeah. like murders and things, things that they're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, in later books, moves more into a story... There's still all that there, but it the family element becomes stronger. So you've got one of the characters, and we won't say who for the sake of um, spoilers, but one of the characters in later books 
has a family and that becomes more and more of a predominant theme that he's trying to juggle his family responsibilities while dealing with the responsibilities of being the watchman and an officer and uh, that makes it for a different feel but I still loved all of those books well, it has to advance yeah. doesn't it I mean so you can't have been the same yeah, yeah, and it's it's an interesting progression for that character, mm-hmm. um, and for all of the characters, and they expand. So you've got more than just the four characters in the story, but this is the only one of the books where it is just that traditional yeah. four. They end up having like a representative of most of the species on Discord, don't they? Like, yeah. So that nobody feels like they aren't represented in the watch. Mm. Um, yeah, for like the the PR of being able to please, and it ends up being very much about kind of the, the red tape and stuff yeah. and trying to balance keeping the peace with um, keeping all the ordinances like, like Cabot would be in, into and like having different initiatives in the watch. It's so much about like basically policing, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, what, one of the things, uh, this isn't just really a spoiler because you find this out very early on in the book. Um, the backdrop for all of this is that there's this uh, group called the Unique and Supreme Lodge of the Elucidated Brethren of the Ebon Knight, because there's lots of secret societies in Angmorpore. Did you write that down? I had oh, to write that down, yeah. so I got it right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I cheated, but there was reasons. Uh, the Unique <laughs> and Supreme Lodge of the Elucidated Brethren of the Ebon Knight. Now, the main bit I remember about that is the doorman. Yeah, uh, they're they trying to get in at the door <laughs> and get the password. And that's a, that's a great That's team. quite a funny one, and that's yeah. right at the beginning of the uh, book, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but this group has been set up by uh, the Supreme Grand Master of the group, and he is basically using them to summon a dragon into the city so that the people will need a hero to say to you know to slay the dragon to send the dragon away and then he can make that person the king and control him yeah, don't, so don't it's do kind too of, much more about that. Because, no, we're not saying any more. But it's fun more to of that. it's fun to work out while you're reading it. Yeah, well, I think you get the you get that from the the plot, right, you know, right at the beginning of the story that that's what his his goal is ultimately. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's quite fun to see how he develops that plot and that scheme. Yeah. Um, and how that works out for him in the end is very good as well. The other great bit about in this book is the stuff about the million to one chance yeah it's like if, if it's something it's a million, a million to, one, to chance, one chance but it, but it must, just might work and you have to actually say it and you have to make sure it is a million to one chance otherwise it won't work yeah. and uh yeah so they end up trying to make things more difficult for themselves yeah. they? so it's some million to one chance yeah. that was a great bit there's a, that's fantastic in there mm. but the characters themselves are brilliant i mean Kara and um, Vimes particularly are really really good mm-hmm. and I'd love to see them see these characters portrayed as a TV series that, which I know there were plans at, at one point to do but seems to have fallen by the wayside mm. um, and same for Nobby and Kerlon because I think just the dialogue of, of them on patrol and their interactions with one another mm. um, particularly because Kerlon has got this idea of him being the wiser, the more, the more intelligent one of the two. Mm-hmm. But whenever you actually read through the comments, it's quite obvious that Nobby no, Nobby's got more about him than Colon. Yeah, Nobby's quite streetwise, isn't he, really? Yeah. He just kind of gets on with stuff, but he's always stealing things while he's doing <laughs> yeah. it. So. <laughs> so they are, you know, very good characters. And the story itself is good. I would say if you if you like comic, com- you know, comedy in your books, then the Discworld is great. I do know some people who have picked up Discworld books before because they liked fantasy, uh, started reading it and 
actually didn't enjoy it because they were expecting it to be a more serious fantasy book and it wasn't. So you also have to like jokes. Yeah, you do have to like reading to, jokes. I think you have to like jokes more than you like fantasy, really. Yeah, I mean, I love fantasy. I don't tend to read many comedies because I, I prefer to watch comedy usually. Mm. But I love the way that Pratchett winds his humour throughout and the little plays on words yeah. that he does. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I enjoy Discworld books, but not much of the fantasy. So, yeah, for me, it's the. But I, I do kind of. It's not not to me. It's not just the jokes. They're great stories as well. Yeah, and, uh, and but I just like all the characters. And more so, I think for me in the City Watch because I've read all of the Discworld books and I enjoyed all of the Discworld books. Um, but I felt with this, there was just there was more story to it. So, although the humour was sort of scaled back slightly to accommodate the fact that there was more plot structure. It well, was it has still to be grim murders as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It was still really funny, and it still made me laugh. So, hmm. I, I think this—it's not as zany as the early books, but no. later on, all of them seem to have very strong story elements to them. That's I, what I found. Anyway. I enjoyed the early books, but I did find that they were too zany. So you hmm. get like entire passages, and you knew that the the reason for those passages was just to make a joke at the end. Yeah, yeah, um, you did. And as a result, the plot sort of suffered for that. I think it was but... only the first two, for me, that were, were like that. Mm. Rincewind's initial kind of journeys around the discourse. Rincewind's journeys were just insane yeah, in the early yeah. books. They were crazy. And I, I liked his later ones, like when he went to 4X. The, the one <laughs> yeah. That was really good. And, um, and the Aegean continent. Mm. That was quite scary. But yeah, it was it was good though. Yeah. The, the thing that I really loved about the early books was um, Two Flowers Luggage. Mm, the luggage yeah. was great. But yeah, so this is one I, I'm thoroughly recommending if you if you like fantasy and if you like comedy. Uh, I think even you wouldn't really need to enjoy normal sort of police procedural uh, stories to enjoy this because yeah, but this it's, is because it's UK, just fun. Everybody loves mystery. <laughs> well, yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I really enjoyed this. This is one of my uh, favourites. I it's been adapted quite nicely in in times as well. Um, it's a very good BBC radio drama, um, and I have don't to... get good ones of them every day. No, and um, I really like the audiobooks for these as well. Mm. Is in it fact... Tony Robinson doing it? Um, is that a different one? No, that's a different one, I think. Oh, yeah. But um, I tend to get the audiobooks for the series and listen to all eight books on audiobooks yeah. once a year. I do that with the uh, Science of the Discworld ones. There's four of them. And they also feature some of the same characters. Mm. Uh, the luggage especially. Because you yeah. can send into any dimension. So <laughs> and you can collect samples. <laughs> so, but, yeah, Matt recommends this book. And uh, as a one-time thing... I also recommend it as well, so both of Hang us on. can this time. Is that allowed? I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we write the rules on this. Yeah, we, so, yeah. it's our podcast. We can do it what we want. Yeah. So two recommendations for Guards Guards by Terry Pratchett. Incidentally, I really there's not one of the books in the uh, in that set of eight books that I didn't like. I'll say that now. I probably oh, won't okay. probably won't uh, talk about another one at a later time. But there's not a book in there that I didn't enjoy mm. and they are different they are different enough one to another that you never feel like it's a rehash of the earlier stories so it's it's thoroughly recommended yeah farewell Questa to find out about other productions by the Middlesome Meeples then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at middlesomemeeples.com 
Until next time, Quester, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.